Welcome to Shocker Girl Radio. We've created a community of spiritual women who know that you can still enjoy the finer things while you're on your soul's journey to live your dharma and your most chakra-aligned life. Let's dive into this episode. Welcome to Shocker Girl Radio. This is Amberly Lyons, and we are chatting with such an amazing guest today. Her name is Emmy Dempster, and we're chatting about connecting to the earth inside and out because we are one with nature, honey. The nature lives inside of us, all the cycles, all the seasons, all the creative energy, we house that inside of us. So Amy is sharing easy and intentional methods to connect to earth and to anchor into your new earth self. We're talking about healing ancestral trauma for your entire lineage and family because seriously if you do your inner work you can actually fix the annoying people in your family and we're talking about your unique human imprint of toning to recalibrate your energy and the earth which is really interesting so I've actually been putting some of her tips into practice since recording this and being more intentional when I and when I'm outside and really connecting to nature and I swear my intuition is just so much more rapid I get so many more messages when I'm tuned into nature so you're going to learn a lot of tips on how to connect to that deeper connection, that deeper intuition as well. Even though I wish I was still connecting to the beachside nature of Mexico, I'm actually back home in the cold communist Vancouver. If you know, you know, but we did find a potential vacation home. We might be putting in an offer and I'm super excited about that. So we really, everyone just needs to embody their own freedom right now. So many people are like staying in the energy of being trapped and like being excluded and all of like the doom and gloom of the world. But we create our own freedom. We create our own abundance. We create our own reality. And we need to really tap into that and really like harness the energy of moving into this new year and this new transit to create the life that we want. So when you think of how you want to feel, when you want to feel free, you want to feel abundant, like what are the things that make you feel that way? that you can do today. You know, maybe having a bubble bath in the middle of the day with really luxurious soaps and salts and all the things, buying yourself flowers, like those are things that can bring that energy up for you. And that allows you to kind of be in that timeline, but we need to be so clear and know what the new earth looks like to us. What do we want this new life to look like? We don't want to go back to normal. We don't want to go back to the way that things were. We want to dream up the life that we want, dream up the world that we want, and then just start living it. Start doing the little things today that you can do. And I actually was chatting to Jessica Reed about this. I was interviewed on her podcast, Spirit Girls Podcast. And I'm also going to do a solo episode on timeline hopping into 2022 as your most abundant free and fabulous self. So stay tuned for that. Um, I'm also going to be hosting it on IGTV. So I'm going to be like doing like a live broadcast and then also recording it to put on the podcast. So make sure you're following me on Instagram at Shocker Girl Co. and you'll get all the updates for that. Also, we took a little siesta over at my other business, Prism, which is an online higher consciousness magazine and your guide to a modern spiritual lifestyle. But we are back in action now with new articles. We have an article this week on winter solstice and how to get ready for that. We have seven book suggestions for you to read and gift this holiday season. And we've got more goodness coming this week. So make sure that you're following us there too at prismofficial.com. 
And so you will, you'll be linked in everything in the show notes if you want to check that out. So let's get ready. Let's get ready to connect to earth. Let's get ready to connect to ourselves, our intuition, to create those new timelines. And let's dive into this episode with Amy Dempster. You're going to love her. She's so bubbly, so high vibe. Let's go. Welcome to Chakra Girl Radio. I'm your host and spiritual BFF, Amberly Lyons, and we are on a mission to make the world more consciously chic and quantumly connected, one activated chakra at a time. Today, we have such a lovely and high vibe guest. Her name is Amy Dempster. She's the founder of followinghawks.com. She is a healer and a shaman, and she's helping people understand and work with the healing powers of the earth. In her program, Earth Tenders Academy, it is an immersive online journey, journey to help others reestablish their connection with their ancient ancestors to learn to communicate with the seen and unseen forces in their environment and respectfully offer their healing energy to places in need. Now more than ever, we need to connect to earth. We need to connect to our innate healing energies, our creative energies. It's that like new year, new earth, new us time. So I'm so excited for this episode. Welcome, Amy. Thank you so much for having me. Excited. Okay. So let's warm up with our spiritual slumber party questions. What is a daily ritual that you almost never skip? Ooh, cutting cords at the end of the day. Definitely really just making sure my energy field is totally clear before I go to bed and I am just in my own space. Okay. Well, that's really smart because I'm like all, I'm like morning, 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 but like nighttime, why am I not doing this? Okay, can I love like going into the dream time. Yeah. Clear. <laughs> and this so now I, so how do you just like do do you just like visualize the chords and do like the karate chop or like what's the vibe? Yeah, it's um I, I do a couple of things like right kind of as I go to bed before sleep. And so initially I call all of my energy back to me from space and time. And then I do I really kind of just like envision my energy field, you know, make sure it feels strong and clear. And then, yeah, I actually picture um, where any energetic cords might be. I usually call in Archangel Michael to do the actual cutting and just ask for all cords to be cut, for energy to be sent back to the person, the place, or the thing (laughs) that I was connected to and that my energy come back to me. I love that, implementing it. What is your favorite crystal or spiritual tool of the moment? Oh, I have so many. (laughs) I love though, probably my one like go-to for years that I always use with energy work is an essential oil blend from Young Living called Release. And it really does release, speaking of cutting cords, but any other like bits of energy or um, anything that's stuck in my field, or especially after I do healing work in particular, I put it on my hands and shake my hands out and really just intend to send that energy back to source and that oil really helps it it legitimately releases you can feel it removing things from your field so I love working with that oh putting that on my Christmas list I'll send <laughs> definitely <it. laughs> if there's any young living people listening out there I'll send <laughs> what is your sun moon and rising I am a double Virgo both sun and moon and I'm a Taurus rising Oh my gosh. Yeah. All the earth signs. Go figure, right? Okay. I love it. So speaking of you being such a woman of the earth, I want to know about your spiritual awakening 
your journey in shamanism and when this kind of became your life's work? Yeah, it was really a long process for me over, over many years, you know, in retrospect, it was kind of a slow process. And, you know, it started initially probably in 2008, where I started having a series of unusual interactions with hawks. Um, That's the name of my business, following hawks. That was how it began. And it wasn't like I hadn't ever seen hawks, you know, before in my environment, but they started coming really close to me. And in unusual ways, like I was in the vet, the vet's office one time and a woman walked in and like set a cage right next to my feet and like pulled the top, you know, like very dramatically, like pulled the cover off of it. And there was, was an injured hawk and it was like right there at my feet, you know? So it was, it's like, that's, that would be a weird thing. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Like Like I had already kind of noticed them, you know, in weird ways, but then when that happened, I was like, okay, I'm not making this up. Like there, there, these hawks keep coming to me. And so I think that was, you know, I was already doing a little bit of meditating before that. Like I was kind of aware of, you know, what was going on, but certainly not on anywhere near the level um, that it's, that it's grown to. And so, you know, when that started happening, I just started asking a lot of questions and just like, what, what is this? Is there a message? Is someone trying to communicate with me? Like, why, why is this happening? And that kind of set me off on an initial journey. And, you know, it's funny now, I guess in my mind, 2008 doesn't seem that long ago, (laughs) but even then, like there wasn't as many resources, you know, when, when you look things up online, like there are today. And so, you know, there were some books on animal communication, or, you know, a few things here and there that I could find, but nothing that quite put the pieces together. And even I had a couple of readings at the time and people were like, I don't know why the Hawks are coming to you. Like nobody really had an answer, which is now I realized was like, there wasn't supposed to be right. Like that was part of the journey was that it was like the call to the journey to, to really step on the path. And so you know, really, they were just kind of like trying to get my attention and say, you know, you're on the right track, just keep going this, you know, follow the breadcrumbs, keep going like this. And so, you know, as, you know, a handful of years went by, and I got a little bit more into meditation and, and that type of thing, I received really clear, intuitive message at some point that it was time to move to where there was pine trees and water. And so I wasn't quite sure where that would be or how that would happen. Um, But it happened really fast. In a matter of a couple of months, I ended up getting uh, a job offer in Northwest Montana, where I had never been before. I didn't know a soul and somehow convinced my husband that we should do this. (laughs) And so we quit our job, sold our house, moved to Montana and, you know, kind of started over. And it was shortly after that, while I would be kind of out on walks in my neighborhood, that I realized I was I was receiving messages from somewhere. It was kind of like, you know, things and, you know, messages in my head that I didn't put there, you know, thoughts in my head that I didn't put there. And so I figured out it was the trees and the trees were talking to me and sending me messages and asking me to do things. And that was really then the spark where I was like, okay, if they're talking to me, I should be able to talk back to them. And how do I do that? (laughs) And so that was that was the beginning. And it was shortly after that, that I actually just started a blog just being like, okay, all these weird things are happening to me. It was very anonymous. I didn't want anyone else to know that, <laughs> that I was talking to trees, <laughs> but, but yeah, I just was like, maybe 
I, I have a question on that. Like, what were the trees saying? Like, what were the messages? Was it about nature? Was it personal messages to you? Like, what was it? Yeah, initially it was a lot of them asking me to do things like picking up picking up trash. Like that was, really? you know, like, oh, there's a bottle down here and it's annoying me. Can you come and get it? You know? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Which I tell people, like, that's sometimes like a, a lot of these nature spirits, like they're not accustomed to people even noticing them, let alone communicating with them. So some of the initial communication sometimes from them can kind of be like, can they hear us? Like, and if so, maybe they'll do us a favor. You know? <laughs> so um, sometimes it's like, I hate to say like testing, but kind of like testing the waters just to see like, you know, are you even going to get the message? And so that's initially what it was, but it was, it was kind of a fun experience because when I would listen and do, do something, I would just started taking garbage bags with me on my walks every day because they would ask me so regularly. And if I would forget to bring a bag and then I would start walking and see a piece of trash, I'd be like, oh, sorry, I forgot to bring a bag today. And literally I would like five minutes later, I would see a bag, uh, you know, like, you know, on the side of the road. (laughs) So like they would give me a bag to pick up trash if I didn't um, bring one. Or if there was a piece of trash where I'm like, oh, I really have to like scramble down this embankment and I don't feel like doing that, you know, or there's a lot of snow or whatever. And if, and I would feel them like prodding me, like, no, go, you know, go and get it. And so I, you know, go to some extra effort to like pick something up. And when I would turn around after picking it up, there'd be like a beautiful feather right in my path or something where I was like, that wasn't there one second ago when I came down here. So it was really a a process of of building trust over over time. So then you started your blog and then where did things go from there? Yeah. So I just blogged about, you know, if anything, it was for me just, uh, a way for me to keep track of some of the things that were happening and remember like, oh yeah, that had happened or these things were similar. And so, so yeah, it was just a blog for a couple of years and um, yeah, I got to a point where I felt kind of stuck, you know, where I was like, I know what's happening. I'm able to do some communication. I was getting a lot of messages about like your work is worth with nature. And I'd be like, okay, so what am I supposed to do about that? <laughs> you know, like there wasn't a lot you have the like Doreen Virtue Goddess Oracle deck. What's that? You have that. Have you ever seen the Doreen Virtue Goddess Oracle deck? Yes. Okay. So like there's this one and my friend and I always like hate when we get this, this card and it's like, you need to recycle and you need to do. And we're like, oh, I was like asking about like how I'm going to make more money. Okay. Like, and, and we're like, oh, we must have kissed the universe off today. I got the money. <laughs> you kind of get to this point you're like I don't know yeah what does that mean what am I what's exactly what's what's the point of this (laughs) and yeah that was kind of how it was for a while and I you know and I think it's you know why I like kind of helping people get through that process now too because I think that's where a lot of us get stuck right is like I'm kind of getting messages or I'm getting this information but I don't know what to do about it and I don't know what to do with it or or the message isn't clear enough to give me any instructions you know 
And so same thing, even at that point, you know, a handful of years later, I still learned a lot of resources. Like I couldn't figure out like who can teach me or how can I figure out how, like what this all means. And so ultimately I joined a shamanic healer training program because I was just like, I feel like that's close. Like it's not quite, you know, what I'm looking for, but it's close. And it was, it really would, well, first of all, it helped me really learn specifically how to channel from spirit, which was, you know, really helpful to go from like kind of getting messages to like, oh, okay, this is like information is flowing (laughs) to me now. But it it was also showed me, although, you know, I learned like, oh yeah, I, I don't want to do this work with people specifically. Right. That was, and I knew that ahead of time. And so going through that process of learning how to do it with people and like, yeah, no, this is not like my calling to do this specifically. But what I was shown was how similar we are to the earth and to nature. And that a lot of the healing techniques that we would use on each other, you can also use on the land. And so it was really through that process that then spirit was able to come in and be like, okay, you're going to do property readings and healing work with the land and here's how you do it. And so it was really kind of, that was the piece that really put the pieces together where I understood what the message was and then was able to offer that as part of my business. Okay. So what is a property healing and a healing of the land? Like what are the benefits of that? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think probably everybody's been in a house or at a location or something where you just have felt like something's not right here, (laughs) you know, or the opposite, like something, I love this place. It feels really good, which is usually the result of, you know, people and the spirits like working together in a place, but there are lots and lots of places, you know, the, the land again, like us, you know, or mirrors for, for the earth and, and vice versa is that, you know, trauma is held until it is healed or released in some way. And although there are many, you know, spirits that are on the land, there's a lot that they can't do or can't take effect in this denser plane that we're, that we're in. And so when they have a human who is helping them to do this healing work, or is even in sometimes it's just like holding space for while they do their work, we are really grounding and bringing that energy into this plane so that changes can happen in this plane. And so what I do is connect with the spirits of the land at a given place and say, what's going on here? Or, you know, if the people who live there have something specific, you know, that they've (laughs) said, this is what's happening. I'll say, you know, this is the problem that's happening. What's going on here? And usually it's a matter of like peeling back layers. Usually, I mean, sometimes it's like one thing, but a lot of times it's like, well, there was this one thing that happened. And then, you know, 50 years before that, there was this other thing that happened. And there's, you know, also this weird energy that's coming because, you know, a lake nearby is polluted or, you know, like there's all kinds of things that are happening outside of just your house or just where you live. And so it's really a matter of kind of getting to the bottom of that and letting the spirits show me and tell me what happened in a given place. And then I work together with them and just say, you know, how can I help? What do you need me to do? And sometimes they say things like, oh, just send Reiki or, you know, help clear this dense energy out. Um, But sometimes there's actual ceremonies that they want to do or specific spirits that want to come in and do some work. And again, I'll, I'll just hold space for that to kind of, it's like kind of bridging the gap, right? Between, you know, our two dimensions so that the energy can flow into this space. 
Yes. And so when we think of like the transition that we're in right now into like the new earth and some people say we're already there. Some people say, you know, we're living like two different, you know, basically dimensions right now where there's third dimensional, fifth dimensional on earth right now. Um, there is a fifth dimensional grid on the earth, but it's not, you know, not everyone's connected to it. Like what's your kind of view on this transition that we're in right now? Yeah, it's really interesting because I think I think in order to understand it, and again, who really like fully understands all of the things that are happening simultaneously, but you know, we kind of have to deal with our concept of time because we are so accustomed to thinking of time in a linear fashion when really, you know, all of time is happening at the same time. And it's really this series of moments that are all over the place. And so our idea of linear time makes us feel like this happened and then this happened and then this happened, but they're really each just moments um, that kind of gets strung together. Yeah. And so you could call it a timeline in many cases. And so what I'm finding and what I'm seeing is that these timelines and these different moments in time are really blurring a lot more than they used to be. And that it's a lot easier to kind of move between them. And so all of these different things are kind of happening simultaneously. Like, and I think that's where we get into, you know, like, well, the new earth is already here. Well, wait, I don't live in the new earth or do I live in the new earth? <laughs> like, how do I get to the new earth? When is that going to yeah. happen? You know? Yeah. Yeah. When is it? Where is it? How do I get there? <laughs> and so, and so that's kind of what we're doing is we're like tapping into this energy uh, of this other place where it's already existing. And so you can think of that as being in the future or in the past or linear time or, you know, just another similar time or whatever the case may be. And so in many cases, in many places, it's like th there used to be a really strong, you know, door or wall, you know, in between those. And now they feel a lot more perforated, <laughs> I guess, and a lot more accessible. And so, so yeah, in a lot of cases, what we can do, and I have been practicing this more lately myself is just um, asking to connect with myself on the new earth, right? Like what version of me is already there and then saying, well, what do I need to do today? What action should I be taking today? to get where you are <laughs> and then, you know, making basically starting to close that gap between whatever timeline or moment in time that is happening and the one that I'm living in right now. Okay. So let's have a quick chat about luxury and spirituality. If you are listening to this, I am sure you enjoy the finer things in life that you're super intentional. And that means you would love my jewelry brand prism and no it's not that hippy dippy spiritual jewelry. It's like chic, elegant, gold and silver jewelry with your choice of diamonds or white topaz and every piece is made with intention. We have a solar plexus activating necklace that makes you more abundant and I get so many compliments on it. It's called the Sunray necklace. We have a moon necklace that reminds you to honor all sides of yourself, even your shadows. And we have an entire fifth dimension 5D consciousness collection if you are ready to go super deep into your ascension. And I'll also add that I have two beautiful co-founders. One of them is my amazing friend Chantal, who designs all of our jewelry. And the other is Whitney Rose from The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Yes, one of my business partners is one of The Real Housewives. And I have married all my favorite things in life, spirituality, fashion, and reality TV. But I digress. It is time to treat yourself. Get something chic. Don't wait for someone else 
to buy jewelry for you. Women have this weird thing about buying jewelry for themselves, but in my opinion, jewelry is something that becomes part of your soul. So you need to pick it out for yourself with your intentions in mind. So go treat yourself. I'm giving you 11% off anything on the shop. Yes. A discount for diamonds. It's unheard of. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use chakra girl at checkout. And every piece also comes with an intention setting ritual to infuse your own intentions into your jewelry to just create the best life. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use code chakra girl at checkout. It's essentially like our consciousness is what's hopping around. It's like everything's happening in parallel, but our consciousness can grasp onto the scenario that we want to be in that like new earth, you know, higher level ascended version of ourselves. And we just need to kind of ask her, what can we do today to hop onto that train? Yeah. And that's really what I've learned from this work with the land more than anything is how much, you know, modern technology and media has trained us to think that this works in a certain way, right? That like you're, that you're going to physically relocate your body to another time, right? Right. Like that, that, that is time travel or, you know, whatever the case may be. And so then we can't quite wrap our brains around it. We're like, oh, well, that technology doesn't exist. Well, the technology has always existed. It's just our consciousness, right? So it really is just like putting your consciousness where it needs to be. And the more you play around with it, the more you realize, you know, how flexible your actual reality is and, you know, how flexible, you know, everything about you is. (laughs) Totally. So how can we leverage nature and our connection to nature to be able to access more ideal timelines? Like how can we get really intentional with that? Yeah, well, you know, I think one of the other things that's really happened in the last, you know, however many generations at this point is this belief that we are separate from nature. And not only is it a belief, but it's something we physically do, right? We're in our houses, we're wearing our shoes with rubber soles, we're, you know, we're never really cold or hot or, you know, at the at the mercy of the weather or whatnot. And so, you know, a lot of it is getting ourselves back in touch with what that feels like, what it feels like to be a part of nature, because, you know, we're electromagnetic beings, just like the earth is. And when we are not in touch with the earth, our body doesn't have access to uh, the alignment and the, the healing that is present when we're connected to the earth. And so, you know, that's why it feels good to walk barefoot on a beach. That's why it feels good to put your hands on a tree or hug a tree, (laughs) all of those types of things is because our body, just our physiology, like immediately comes back into alignment with our natural healed, you know, healthy vibration when we do that. And so, you know, it happens in an instant. So sometimes we think like, I don't have time to do that, but you could do it in just a moment. You can do it in your head if you want to. I mean, it's great to physically do it, but They've even proven in studies, like just even being able to close your eyes and like thinking, thinking about nature, your body will come back into alignment. So even if you're sick or you're in the hospital or whatever, you can, you can still do that. So to the extent that you can get outside and be, you know, connected with nature, that helps just shift your vibration to a place where it gets to be easier to make these connections, you know, and really kind of removing some of the external. There's one particular place that I love to visit and 
is very, very, very high with spirit activity, but they demand (laughs) that I not only leave my phone in the car, but that I turn it all the way off, like while it's in the car. And, you know, they won't come and communicate with me if my phone's on, because it's a frequency that they can feel and that it's like, it's like a sledgehammer to their frequency. And so they just don't, they're not interested, you know? And so I just think like, how often do we go outside and not leave our phones behind, you know? And so just consciously taking that time, even if it's once a week or whatever it is to go outside and be outside and be in that, it raises our frequency. And the more our frequency is raised, the easier it is to connect with and access these other states of consciousness. Okay. So let's have a quick chat about luxury and spirituality. If you are listening to this, I am sure you enjoy the finer things in life that you're super intentional. And that means you would love my jewelry brand prism and no, it's not that hippy dippy spiritual jewelry. It's like chic, elegant, gold and silver jewelry with your choice of diamonds or white topaz. And every piece is made with intention. We have a solar plexus activating necklace that makes you more abundant. And I get so many compliments on it. It's called the sunray necklace. We have a moon necklace that reminds you to honor all sides of yourself, even your shadows. And we have an entire fifth dimension 5d consciousness collection. If you are ready to go super deep into your ascension. And I'll also add that I have two beautiful co-founders. One of them is my amazing friend Chantal, who designs all of our jewelry. And the other is Whitney Rose from the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Yes, one of my business partners is one of the Real Housewives. And I have married all my favorite things in life, spirituality, fashion, and reality TV. But I digress. It is time to treat yourself, get something chic. Don't wait for someone else to buy jewelry for you. Women have this weird thing about buying jewelry for themselves, but in my opinion, jewelry is something that becomes part of your soul. So you need to pick it out for yourself with your intentions in mind. So go treat yourself. I'm giving you 11% off anything on the shop. Yes. A discount for diamonds. It's unheard of. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use chakra girl at checkout. And every piece also comes with an intention setting ritual to infuse your own intentions into your jewelry to just create the best life. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use code chakra girl at checkout. Yes. And sometimes I feel like I'll go on a dog walk, but I'm like, I'm in the concrete jungle and I'm like, there's trees and there's grass, but I'm like, is that enough? Or do I need to like be in a forest? Like how can we leverage like those little moments, maybe even when we're just walking to the grocery store, taking our dog for a walk, are there some steps that we could take to get extra intentional and present and connecting with nature in those moments? Yeah, absolutely. And and I think, you know, it's important to remember that there's nature like beneath us, no matter where we are. So even if you're in a high rise, right? Like it's still built on the earth. You can still connect in with that. And even if you can, even if you're only on concrete, concrete conducts electricity as well. So even, you know, you may not want to be out on the sidewalk in front of your (laughs) house barefoot, but uh, you know, even a lot of people have like little concrete patios, you know, off their apartment or something like that. Like you're still getting that, that connection um, on concrete. But when you're out and about and you're just like doing your errands, but you're walking around and you're in a city atmosphere, I always just say like, take the time to slow down, go slower than you normally think. Cause nature just moves slower. We're so accustomed to walking fast, talking fast, <laughs> moving fast, doing everything fast that we miss a lot of the subtleties that are happening. And we miss a lot of opportunities for communication because 
we're just moving through it so fast. And so if you go on, you know, take one of your walks as one that you're going to specifically connect with, like, this is one where I want to make a connection, walk like half as fast or, you know, even a quarter as fast, like make it a stroll and be conscious to be looking for things that are interesting to you. So Mm. I, we miss sometimes that that's how the communication comes through to us, right? That it's like a very beautiful flower or a leaf that happens to just fall in front of you or whatever the case may be, but those are communications from nature. And so when you can recognize them and say, oh my gosh, this this is so beautiful. Like, thank you for, you know, sharing that beauty with me today. Those are things that open up uh, the channels of communication with nature. And like I said, so often they're just like, and so many people tell me this. So they're like, as soon as I paused and had that communication, I received a message right away. And usually it's No one ever notices us. Nobody ever talks to us. And so you might be surprised at how easily it comes when you just slow down and make those connections. Right. And if they're a little sassy, that's okay. (laughs) Sometimes they are. Sometimes they're very sassy. (laughs) Sometimes they're mad. No one's been talking to them, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. And usually it's very touching. Right. One thing I always wonder about is like, for example, I was just in Mexico. So I was, you know, really absorbed into like a completely different environment. Like you said, I had my feet in the sand. I had the, you know, the waves of the ocean. I had all those things. I'm like, it's like, was I sent? I I feel like I was sent there for that. You know, even though I consciously mentally made the decision to go, I feel like my body was being called to that. And then that's why it happened. But then part of me is like, well, aren't you meant to like be in your natural habitat, like where you were born? So it's like, I don't know. I'm just like wondering, like, when, when do we need which season? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, it's a little different. It's a little different for everybody. I mean, to yeah. begin with, most of us, at least, you know, here in the States, are not living on or connected with the land of our ancestors. And so we are dealing with this with multiple levels of disconnection. And, you know, one of which is living on land that that doesn't didn't belong to us, doesn't didn't belong to our ancestors and reconciling that. That is a lot of what uh, what I connect with in property readings. A lot of times is what I call the ancestors of the land who will come forward and and share their stories and, and what has happened. But even if we do know exactly what our lineage is and exactly, you know, what where to make that connection, most of our ancestors, you know, in European countries and, and, you know, other parts of the world, they were removed from their earth honoring traditions a thousand years ago or more, you know? And so what happens is that the land doesn't remember, you know, the ceremonies, we don't remember the ceremonies. And so I think it's important for us to start over, right. And to start really start fresh with, with those energies and and with those spirits. And so most of us just kind of naturally feel like pulled or called to certain areas and, you know, and feeling like this is a place that feels like home to me, or this is a place that doesn't feel like home to me. And I don't want to be here. Or in some cases, there's multiple places throughout our lifetimes. Like this was home for a while, but I don't feel connected here anymore. There's another place. And, you know, there's all kinds of reasons for that. There are lots of energies within the earth. There is a whole practice of, is it called astrocartography? 
Yeah, yeah, where, you know, there are people who will read your astrological chart and tell you like where in the world will be more or less comfortable for you or where, you know, oh, this is this place will be good for your career, but maybe not quite so great for relationships or that type of thing. So, um, so there's a lot of those things that are at play. And, um, you know, if you go back thousands of years, what you find is that um, most people when they were in that earth honoring earth connection type lifestyle was that they never stayed in one place for long, long periods of time, even if it was cyclical with the year, you moved here for hunting, you moved here for winter, you moved here for, you know, gathering herbs and those types of things. And that was, you know, for many reasons, but you know, one of them being the energies and picking up the energies of the earth um, in the different places. So I think that it's healthy for us, you know, when you're feeling like, oh, I'm being called to this other place to go and experience it. And exchange energy with that place and see what's there for you because there probably is something there for you even if it's not super conscious totally and then another thing I just kind of include into as well is that being in I live in Vancouver where it's like gray like raining cold like chilling you to the bone (laughs) and then it's like I go away and then when I come back I have a newfound appreciation for where I am so rather than for four months of gray and dark and cold and cursing it every single day (laughs) at least I'll have that little glimmering few days and moments of being grateful for where I am when I return from the sun (laughs) it's so true and I live in a place like that too you know I'm up here in the corner of northwest Montana and it is gray for a minimum of six months out of the year. And that's a long time to not see the sun on a regular basis. And so sometimes I think, you know, obviously yet again, with like our modern culture has made it be like, oh, you know, all the snowbirds that that fly south and don't stick it out, (laughs) you know, all winter. And I mean, that's, that's great if you do, but I also think like, we need to see the sun. We need like vitamin D is critical to our, to our health and well being. So if you feel like you need to do that, like do it, get, get to a place where you can, um, you know, a climate that, that you can get some sun for at least, you know, yeah. a week or two. <laughs> yes, exactly. And I want to touch a little bit more on, on like our ancestors and like, this is something that, you know, I've been doing this spiritual work for years. Connecting to ancestors is not something that has, I don't even want to say hasn't resonated with me, but I haven't made a priority. And deep down, I have this feeling it's because there's a lot of shit there. <laughs> so I, it, it's funny because I'll connect to my like extraterrestrial like ancestors and I'll connect with my <laughs> right. family very easily. But it's these earth guys that I'm like, no, no, no. Um, and something <laughs> I realized too is like the, our ancestors were literally buried in the earth, right? There was mm-hmm. no in the day right so there is really connection there so what are some tips for making those first kind of like connections to our ancestors and like and 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 kind of even like once we're connected and here's the thing too it's like I know what needs to be cleared from my ancestors but then it's like how do you actually clear it because I feel like I've tried all the things so like how do you connect and then what are some tips to actually do like the healing that needs to take place for the lineage yeah, well, it's really interesting. And and one of the practices we actually work through in the Earth Tenders Academy is making a connection, a reconnection with an ancient ancestor. And that practice actually comes from uh, Dr. Daniel Four. He wrote an amazing book called Ancestral Medicine that I highly recommend if anybody wants to do ancestral work. But what's really interesting, and I think where a lot of us, you know, get hung up is that we 
are feeling and imagining and picturing that in order to do any kind of ancestral work, we have to deal with our more recent ancestors, right? The ones right. that actually know <laughs> that you would just rather not connect with. And that is totally fair. And you don't have to deal with them okay. in the, in the short term, if you don't want to. And I think that, you know, again, that's where a lot of people are just like, whoa, there's a lot of people there that <laughs> are not healthy. They weren't healthy in life and yeah. I'm not, you know, ready to interact with them. Yeah. So you don't have to do that. It is because time is nonlinear. You don't have to go in order and you can jump over <laughs> all of those more recent ones and, and go back. And it's actually a really um, beautiful process to do that. I suggest going, you know, asking for, and you can do this in meditation or shamanic journey, asking for ancient earth honoring ancestors who are healed and healthy, which means they have crossed over to the other side. They have reconnected with the lineage. And, and usually, even though they may come to you as an individual, or I always see them as, as a couple, a man and a woman, but they're usually really representative of a group when, when you get back that far. And so it's like an energy that's stepping forward. And so in really kind of making those connections, it can help you really reconnect with that part of yourself that does have that feeling and that desire to make those connections, um, not only to your ancestors, but back to the earth and really like, how did they live and how did this work and what were their practices and what were their customs? And so um, that can be a really powerful process. And you can also ask them like, what is a ceremony that I can do? Or what is an offering that I can share to help heal this lineage or to bring peace and comfort to others in this lineage. And they'll make suggestions. You know, it's really quite beautiful <laughs> to see um, the different things that, that they will suggest and, and that they will do. But it's, it is never lost on, you know, on us or on your, your bigger family when you are feeling ready to step into ancestor work. I um, had some, well, some more recent ancestors, but still, uh, you know, probably 150 years ago come to me a couple of years ago, wanting some, some assistance. And it was really amazing to me in going through the process, um, how that reverberated out, um, within my current living family who had no idea that like I was going and doing this work and, and doing these things. And so, you know, you see the memes on social media about, you know, healing things for your lineage, but it's really true. And it really, again, with time not being linear, it vibrates out in every yeah. direction to everybody and um, is really beautiful to see, see what's possible. Okay. Yay. And the book you said was called Ancestral Medicine. Yeah. I highly recommend that if you're really wanting okay. to do um, ancestor work, because it taught, and there's a lot of practices in there as far as, you know, how, and especially if you're someone who feels like, you know, I would like to take this on for my family. I'd like yeah. to be someone who is um, working on healing this. It really shows you kind of how to work through, you know, your mother's side, your father's side, generation by generation, and talks a lot about that. Okay. Yay. Love that. I want to talk about toning. So you have a free podcast feed toning with earth's grid, right? Yes. Tell us about that. <laughs> 
So, and this is another thing that the the spirits of the land have been teaching me quite a bit the last couple of years is really about sound and just really frequency and vibration in general. Uh, It really is, you know, it's the fabric of the universe. It's what everything we experience is built on. (laughs) You know, we're not as as solid and rigid as, um, as we think we are. And so toning is a, you know, beautiful practice that um, we can do even if we don't have a good singing voice. (laughs) Uh, And in this private podcast feed, I help you find your tone and show you how to do it. And everybody always tells me that was way easier than I thought. And it is, it's very simple to, to really tap into it and really feel the energy and the power of like moving sound through your body. And then moving that sound out into the earth. And not only can we assist with healing of the earth in certain locations um, with our tone, but anytime we uh, reverberate something like that out into the world, um, it comes back to us amplified. So you'll be really um, surprised at um, kind of what shifts and changes and what kind of healing happens in your own life through this practice. And so, yeah. So it's funny. So I, I haven't really looked into this. I've looked into like your soul song, like everyone has like a soul song. So is that kind of the same thing where everyone has like their specific tone that they are meant to vibrate? And so when they hum or sing or, you know, whatever with this tone, then it aligns their energy and aligns the energy of their kind of like pillar that they are here on earth. Is that the concept? Yeah, absolutely. Because, and with toning, you know, there's different tones will work differently and, but we kind of naturally know, like there'll be one that you will use probably yeah, most, most I often. I didn't even know that this was a thing, but I, I, I know that it's a thing. Like I just downloaded that it's a thing and I, I have like a specific one. I won't sing it for you guys. <laughs> But yeah, okay, I love that. And I will say like, I, when I do that and it's like, it'll just happen now. Like now I'll just be meditating or if I'm like stressed out or I'll be in the bath or whatever. And I know that I need to do some kind of like recalibration or release and my body will just start singing it. And I'm like, okay, I hear you loud and clear. (laughs) Yeah, and you do, and you'll feel better. And that's the thing, I mean, just just after a couple of minutes with kind of experimenting with toning and finding your tone, you'll just be like, Ooh, my whole body's buzzing. It feels so right. good. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yay. So then on this podcast feed, are you teaching people how to find their tone or is it your tones offered up or what's, what is it exactly? Yeah, no, I, so I talk about why, you know, why sound even is important for this. Um, and then, yeah, I walk you through you finding your own tone and practicing it and how you can use it. And then really kind of lead you through toning with the earth and really working with that frequency of divine love to, you know, broadcast that frequency um, out to the earth. Okay. Love that. So I'm so excited for you guys to get that. Make sure you get it. We're going to link it in the show notes, but you also have it in your bio, right? On Instagram. Yep. Absolutely. You can find it there as well. And then your Instagram is at following hop. At following hawks, exactly. You can find me everywhere at following hawks. <laughs> yeah, the website is followinghawks.com. Where else? Where's another place you hang out? Are you mostly on Instagram? I'm mostly on Instagram, but um, I do put all of any videos that I do anywhere. I always put on YouTube so you can find me there. And I have a free Facebook community called the Following Hawks Earth Keepers Community. Amazing. Oh my gosh. Well, this was so good. And like, I knew like, 
I don't know what it was. Like as soon as I saw, I, I don't know if it was you or a PR person that reached out to be on the podcast. I was like, yeah, I was like, this. <laughs> well, but, I'm glad. I'm glad we connected. Uh, yes, me too. Thank you so, so much. Any last final words you want to share with our listeners? I know that's always the hardest question, but I always ask it. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, no, nothing specific. Just, you know, go outside. Oh, <laughs> Hug <yeah>. a tree. <laughs> that's, that's it, guys. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, I love it. Thank you. Thank you, Amy, so much. And thanks everyone so much for listening. Make sure you check out all things Amy at Following Hawk everywhere. And we will catch you guys next week. Bye guys. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to follow along with us on Instagram at Shocker Girl Co. And if you loved this episode, please give us a five-star review and write us a little comment. We'd love to hear from you. 